0: for that carrier update we are here with our communities writer point of sale grace charkey who of course does very many things for us here at freight waves for your wednesday communities update grace we are so excited to have you on to talk point of sale of course our retail focused newsletter and show as part of our communities brand and you've had some pretty exciting content the last few weeks
1: yeah, uh, live at Manifest last week, I had to do a one-on-one conversation with uh, GXO's Chief Investment Officer, Mark Nduka which was uh, really great. You know what's fun about going to these events is that you get to meet the people, right, that you talk to on a daily basis, uh, not face-to-face. So th- that was fun to meet him in person. And uh, today's episode is actually going to be another interview from Manifest with uh, Krinar from Tive uh, and a look at a lot of the technologies we saw at the event as well.
2: And that's, I think, a great point. Greatest- and I'm a little bit jealous about all the fun I saw happening at Manifest. I'm going to have to try <laughs> to get out there again or get out there next year. Um, but we're looking at some of those conversations. It sounds like tech was definitely top of mind. Does you see this as really being a big trend going into the ne- upcoming year that freight tech is really going to be here to stay and really going to be one of those areas that we see more investment going into?
1: Yeah, I would say the, the biggest and most fun aspect of the show was seeing a lot of the robotics and the systems behind the warehousing uh, uh, automation that we're, we've been talking about on the show over the past year or so. Uh, it's it's great to kind of see these uh, automation, these robots in action, uh, even uh, down to the simple like, picking and packing type of uh, structures. For instance, uh, uh, Locust Robotics was really interesting to me. Uh, they had these. There's, they had this big patch on the floor that their uh, robots were intermingling with, even humans walking through the space. And um, it, <laughs> at some point, I was even trying to kind of dodge in front of them and and kind of see if they could hit someone right and what are the dangers of this type of technology in a warehouse and and working hand in hand with people and uh even last minute dodges in front they 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 stopped they could see everything around them and they it was really funny watching them kind of like maneuver around conversations and things of that nature so um i think that was really fun to see i think a lot of times we talked about like are people even uh, using or what to extent are people using robotics and warehousing and Uh, There was a handful of use cases at the event, uh, and happy to like again see them in action and see them mingle with different people and uh, not just kind of the videos that we tend to see as writers here at Waves too.
0: I think it's super interesting when you talk about those actual use cases for robots, right? Because companies like Logos have them being used in real warehouse applications right now. And we've got companies that are running these warehouse operations or retailers who are saying, yeah, our pick pick and pack process is so much quicker now because we don't have to have that human element involved. Any type of indication on how people are accepting these technologies? I know I can assume that for folks who are coming to the conference and seeing robotics for the first time, they're probably like this like shock and awe factor. But now are we actually starting to see them really truly understand the value of robotics because they're able to see it in person?
1: Yeah, I think uh, honestly as like an outsider too, it. It was really cool like if i had to work in within this like robotics environment it's it's very like uh, futuristic very, very fun to like be around it's um especially the job that they're taking over is like a piece of the job these warehouses are huge right huge like air uh line hangers that are out there amazon in particular right it's got very long warehouses you don't want to have to walk up and down unless those spaces and a lot of times that's the issues that you hear from warehouse workers too so to be able to like work hand in hand with these robots i mean it's it kind of gives you that like r2d2 vibe where it's like okay cool i've got like this pal with me that's that's helping me along the ride and i've i actually have a, a a number of friends that work in uh, management for a number of these Amazon warehouses, in particular, and they do make the job more fun, and they're able to now gamify the job a lot more without having to uh, stress the employee out or push them to a limit that a lot of these like unions are are, are stressed about. So. I think it's fun, I had a lot of fun around them. I can't imagine not going and checking in and having a robot by my side and, and not enjoying it to some level. Uh, but you know, I am a freight nerd, so that is a little bias, uh, if we're gonna be honest.
2: <laughs> and that's great to hear your feedback on some of the anecdotal um, stories from your friends and their experience with some of those warehouse and robotics, because I think a big fear for a lot of folks is that, okay, more tech, more robotics going to be kind of threatening my job, but it definitely really sounds like this is something that's going to be enhancing and helping people around.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's probably the main topic, in my opinion, out of F3 is that when we talk about sustainability, we are talking about the environment, but we're actually kind of talking more about finding the employees to keep up with the demands that we need from our supply chain. So I hope to God that there's not anyone out there who thinks that um, their job is for long-term threat. And we're still going to need people in these warehouses. We're still seeing vacancy rates um, uh, being uh, at all-time levels. And I I just, I think that if anything, these uh, robotics are going to help make the job more enjoyable so that clearly the job is more acceptable by people as well.
0: So okay, so let's move into a little conversation about today's show, Point of Sale. We've got it this afternoon. What are we talking about with Krenar from Tive?
1: Yeah, so uh, again, it's cool because I've talked to Krinar so many times. And if he, anyone knows the Tive origin story, it actually comes from uh, his father-in-law. So his father-in-law has a trucking company, and he heard about a lot of these issues, right, that he was having trucking. Uh, loads and, of course, giving that feedback to shippers. Uh, Well, I actually meet his wife as well, so it's kind of an interesting conversation to hear about the family aspect of this business too. Uh, But it was really great to talk with him one-on-one, see him on a panel speaking about visibility and where it's going. And um, in particular, you know, we have a lot of, I'd say, drivers, right? Visibility technology right now is kind of tracking them. What's really cool about Tive is that they're bringing visibility to the actual freight, which is most important at the end of the day. Right now, best we can do is tracking the driver, and I think that helps with capacity, right, in the long run. But I think a lot of times when shippers ask, hey, I want visibility of my freight, they're not always just talking about the capacity, they're talking about uh, the actual cold chain logistics, right? And what is the temperature at various stages of transit? Uh, I, wanna, I wanna know where that freight is right now, and, and at this point and you know the way that drivers are the way that we're even maneuvering around like dropping hooks and making better uh plays with our available drivers it's going really to becoming more and more important to almost track the trailer if not just the freight in general so um they have Tive tag which is really cool you'll get to see that and it's quite literally a piece of pa- paper it's a sticker which i just think is amazing. And we actually get to talk about a couple of stories of missing freight that they're able to quickly help find and recover because of the technology that Tive has provided.
2: It is definitely intriguing. And I'm excited to see what kind of visibility really kind of continues to push forward throughout the upcoming years. And I think definitely Tive is leading on that front in that area. Grace, if people want to catch this upcoming episode, what time will it be airing?
1: Um, we have a new time, actually. So for those of you who are used to 2.30, we're now on at 2 on Wednesday. So you can check that out today. Uh, but, of course, it is uh, available on demand at FreightWaves TV, or you can check it out wherever you listen to podcasts, too. So make sure you subscribe, like, all that jazz, so that you can uh, get updated when new episodes come up as well.
0: Awesome, Grace. Well, thank you for that. We will talk to you later on today. Have a great rest of your Wednesday.
1: Thanks,
0: guys.
2: Looking forward to that episode for mm-hmm. sure. Sounds intriguing.
0: All right. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break and we'll be right back with more Freight Waves now in just a few minutes.